Wesley Euler here, 1 p.m. on SNR as we get ready for another Steelers training camp practice here at beautiful Hinesville. A little bit of a muggy day today. It's a little humid out here, Arthur Motes. But still beautiful because we are here in the land of the living and we have Steelers football. So you know I am always excited about that. But as we always do, man, we're living our best life here in this show, this three-hour window that we're going to have because you know this is our microphone this is our show and we say and do what we want so we're going to do that today ladies and gentlemen but with that being said my great hair colleague how are you doing my I'm fantastic partner it's a tuesday it's my favorite day of the week because it's moats host tuesday oh yeah take it easy for those who are unfamiliar because during training camp i do feel like that's probably the time of the year that we pick up the most new listeners mm -hmm. we, we have our p1s we have our our power grid that's rocking with us all the time but i feel like this time of year we pick up a lot of new listeners a lot of steeler nation who's coming back into the coverage fold uh, this has been a Tradition now for, what, almost a year, I'd say. Moats yeah. hosts Tuesday. It's my favorite day of the week. You know, wifey said to me this morning, you know, hey, what are you doing over here? You know, you don't, you're not doing your normal prep work. I, I see you writing an article about Mike Lang. What are you doing? And I said, <laughs> said, hey, baby, it's Moats host Tuesday. Only thing I got to do is just show up. Straight like that. Booby Mouse status, baby. And I always enjoy being able to have a Moats host Tuesday because then I don't feel like I'm dead weight, you know? Oh, stop I, I don't want to be that guy. Just You, you know, are the you're the attraction here, I, all right? I, I, I can't be robbing every single day. Oh, stop I it. mean, then you're not going to respect my, uh, my my media chops and my you preparation. Are, you are both front man <laughs> and lead vocals, bro. No, 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 man. I'm more of like a back. Round no, drummer. you are. I'm not even like that. I'm like the second drummer. You, you know are what I mean? Freddie Mercury and Jimmy Page rolled into one. Oh, man, I wish. I'm like disco version of Freddie Mercury then. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> With much better teeth. Yeah, there we go. Definitely give me that, man. But ultimately, what we are both doing every single day that we come out here is thriving. We're thrivers. That's what we do, man. Even though we do know that some people out here tend to survive at times and that is something that was uh, a theme I see, I see where you're going with this yesterday man when uh coach Tomlin the fearless leader of your Pittsburgh Steelers decided to speak to the media he spoke on that and that was you know the driving quote that really resonated with Steeler Nation and I hope it's resonating with the players as well where he yep. was talking about guys being in this situation and some guys thriving yesterday versus others surviving hmm. and he went to it a little bit but i'll just give you from my personal experience with the differences between sure. thriving in a practice setting and surviving in a practice setting thriving in a practice setting we'll start with that first now yesterday we came out here we both identified that it was what from a temperature perspective it was hot out here today or yesterday pardon me i mean we even time. brought up hydration right we did we talked about the importance of it and why that's become a new focus ever since Corey Stringer had passed away with the Minnesota Vikings 20 years ago Correct. and how ever since then it's just continued to evolve the information the education on hydration and ultimately being out here in very hot temperatures right so when you talk about thriving we know in the midst of all that it's very easy to say I'm hot it's very easy to complain it's very easy to lose focus on the task at hand. Keep looking at the clock and, all right, 90 more minutes left. And, all right, only an hour left. In and let's be real. Anybody that was in attendance yesterday, even us up here would attest, yes, it was very hot. You down there an extra 15, 20 pounds worth of pads, I could totally understand you. With black long sleeves I on a lot totally of these I could totally understand guys. that, right? Yeah. But when you're thriving, as we talked about yesterday, it the, the variables that you can't control, they mean zero to you in terms of your – uh, work ethic in terms of your focus, in terms of what you're going to do on that field. And when you talk about thriving, thriving means it doesn't mean that you're going to go out here and make every single play in practice. It doesn't mean you're going to have a great practice. Correct. But mentally, your focus is there. 
your body language says that you're in tune and you want to be you're enthusiastic about it so even in the midst of the heat even in the midst of being sore even in the midst of okay we know we just had a game on thursday and we've practiced four times now we got a game coming up in two days later right even in the midst of all that i'm still going to make sure i'm working with the intention to become a better player right that's thriving now when we talk about surviving Oh, I think anybody can figure out a survivor. You're out here and you're like, Coach, I need water. Is it water break time, Coach? Coach, how much time is left on that clock, baby? (laughs) Come on now, man. It's hot. I would have made that play if I wasn't as hot, Coach. You're trying to go to the back of the line for drills. Come on now. Hey, Coach, man, I know I I just went through this drill twice. I don't need to go this third time. Hey, hey, Wes, can you go in front of me real quick? Hey, hey, you get that rep real quick. Here, you uh, get hey, rep. Go ahead. Hey, hey hold on, Coach. Is my go? I, I got to tie my shoe. Got to tie my shoe real quick, Coach. I'm gonna. T- hey, oh, it's on me again. Hold on, I got to get my tape. Can I get my tape adjusted? I got to go see the trainer real quick. Norwig, I need the trainers. Can I get? Can I, that's that's surviving. Correct. So when you talk about the difference, that of, sounds a lot like me in my football playing days. You, you, you notice I, I dropped some of my vet tips in there, right? It's not my first radio. I've had a couple of surviving <laughs> days in my career. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, baby. You play the game long enough, you're fortunate <laughs> enough to do it. You have a couple of them in there, man. <laughs> And I'm glad that Coach Tomlin did clarify that it wasn't just younger players yep. because that was what the media asked, right? Because that's always the narrative. Maybe it's just younger players he's always sending the message to. But nope. in this scenario, veterans and younger players decide whether they're going to thrive or survive. And mentally, this is where you want to build that foundation, build that that fortitude. So when it's later in the year, and the, you know, the variables you can't control once again, but they're stacked against you, you won't be out there trying to survive on a Sunday right, right. or on a Monday night game. You'll be thriving in the adversity. And that's what he always says. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Be comfortable in the uncomfortable. That is, that is Find one your thing home that Mike in the Tomlin always preaches. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's, it's that classic. We, we, we said it yesterday. You do not seek comfort in that regard. And, and I, I think you're absolutely right. That is something that, you know, you and I joked a couple weeks ago when it, was, when it was pouring down rain here that we were probably like, Mike Tomlin's probably in the locker room chomping at the bit mm-hmm. to get out there. Because – Motsi, that's football. That's life. It's not always going – in fact, more often than not, it's not going to be perfect. Very true. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be times where you got to put in work when you don't want to. Life in a way – you know, I had a teacher tell me this one time, Arthur Motes, and it, honestly, it's one of those things that someone told me when I was like 15 years old that stuck with me now 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Life is really all about doing the things that you don't want to do. And it, it sounds crappy when you state it like that. Life is all is really all about doing the things that you don't want to do. But as soon as you accept that, and, and as soon as you learn to thrive in that almost, instead of survive in that, mm-hmm. instead of trying to ignore that, trying to avoid that, as soon as you embrace it and everything, um, it, that to me feels like that's when you start growing as a human. That's when you start growing as a football player, whatever your whatever your field might be, as a parent, whatever it is, right? Um, I think that's true in all facets of life. You have to have, especially in a sport like football, where I mean, let's be honest, I, it takes one to know one. I mean, you got to kind of be like a you got to have a sicko mentality, like Arthur Motes, in a lot of ways to did you just call me a sicko? To, to thrive in did, a did in you a just game call me a sicko? in a game oh, like football. You gotta oh, love man. you gotta love I'm some appalled. you gotta love some blood, sweat, and tears. You gotta love some physicality and some fisticuffs. Don't you call me a psycho? You gotta love rolling around in that mud and getting a little no, bit dirty man. out there. I don't want to be no psycho. I want to be a regular person. And, and you're right. the The mentality of just trying to get through this, just trying to survive this, 
Eh, Arthur Motes, that never that never bred any All Pros. That never won any Super Bowls. No, for a fact, it never had, and it never will. Honestly, man. Um, when we talk about Coach Tomlin's moniker of "Don't seek comfort," right? He always says that. He always says that. But he also has told us the second part to that statement, and that's the part that typically gets lost, right? Because we're like, if we're telling you what not to do, that's cool, but what should you do? And he always says, you don't seek comfort, you seek solutions. Correct. So what does that mean, especially in a training camp setting like today, right? You're coming off of yesterday's practice where we had the thriving versus surviving Mm -hmm. conversation, right? And I'm sure in meetings last night, Coach Simon on the big board. He's going to highlight this the guys who are thriving this is not and the guys who are surviving. Yep. He's going to show you multiple examples in every phase, whether it's team drills, whether it is individual drills, whether it's guys that are coming back from injury, mm-hmm. whether it's guys that might have played in a game and haven't been able to practice since the game. He's going to utilize all of those scenarios so that way nobody can sit in that room and act as if it doesn't apply to them or act as if, oh, I would never be in that situation. Because as he always said numerous times as I sat in those meeting rooms, if I'm talking to one person in here, I'm talking to every person in here. Sure, sure. Okay? So when we're going back to seeking solutions, coming off of yesterday's practice wasn't above the line, right? It was below the line as a whole. So now today when we're seeking solutions, what do we do? Are we going to come out here and complain again? Are we going to say, well, man, yesterday sucked. You think today's going to be better? You should have gave gotta, us a day off. we got to travel right. tomorrow to Philly. If you want today's price to be better, you should have gave us the day off. We'll go out there tomorrow. That's not seeking solutions. Seeking solutions is, okay, I can control my effort today. I might be sore, but I can make sure that I give you everything I got in my tank today on every rep that I'm out there. Okay? Yeah. So even if I might not win this pass rush rep, okay, fine. But I know after every single rep, I need to be running 10 yards downfield. And why is that? If it's a screen play, that's how you make the play. Typically, the corners don't make the tackle on screens. It's D-linemen and linebackers who are chasing down the play. Yep. Okay, so that's how you can make sure you're thriving today, right? If you're a wide receiver, typically we've seen Juju, right? He'll catch a 10-yard pass. He's taking it to the crib, right? We know that was the A-B thing, right? Mm-hmm. Finish, every, finish every drill with a, so, with a touchdown. So when you're these other wide receivers that are out here today, you're talking about thriving and surviving. Mm-hmm. When it's your last rep and you have that ball in your hands, you score. Even if you get tagged or tackled, you go to the crib. You run it into the end zone. Finish the play. Thrive it. If you're a defensive player, you're running to the ball every, at the end of every drill. You, yeah. you arriving with bad intentions. Now, I'm not saying you finishing on guys in practice. Right, right. But you arrive with that intention and you have the body language and demeanor that when you're watching it on tape, when you're on the field, or even if you're in the stands right now, there isn't any type of gray area in terms of whether you would or would not have made that play. Right. That is what we call thriving. That is how you respond, and that is ultimately how you seek those solutions to respond after a non-varsity practice right. as a whole. Now, we're not saying everybody out here had a below-the-line sure, practice, sure. but it's one. It's all pass or all fell. That's how it goes when you're a team. Correct. We're not we're not talking individual specifics here. We're talking as a group. This is how it needs to be today so that your head coach won't come out here and speak on you guys like that again because that is an embarrassing feeling when your employer, your boss, says that as a whole, we weren't good enough today. Yes. I I I I can only imagine, particularly when he does that publicly. Like I'm sure, and again, you could speak to this better than I can. I'm sure there's been times where you have those film sessions in the evening and Mike Tomlin says this wasn't acceptable, that wasn't acceptable, this has to be better. 
but he doesn't always say it to the media as well, too, right? He doesn't always dime you out publicly. Very true. It's one thing for him. He's all even if you, you have know, the funny thing. I don't know which one's worse, man. Even, if you, <laughs> even yeah. if you have the best practice ever, Arthur Motes, there's still going to be constructive criticism that the coaches are, are going to want to address and want to discuss. That's just the nature of the beast. But yeah, it's it's one thing when that's done in front of your teammates. It's a whole other thing when that's done publicly in front of the fan base, in front of the media. It becomes a talking point. And yeah, buddy, I'm interested to see in what is uh, a much easier day in terms of the elements as well here, too. It's a little overcast. It's cloudy. It's much easier uh, of an environment to go out there and to get work in for a couple hours. I'm interested to keep an eye on the energy levels and, and how all these guys respond and what should be the last kind of full tilt practice before that game on Thursday because mm -hmm. we know tomorrow's practice will be will be more of a, a walkthrough to get ready for right. Thursday. Um, this feels like, hey, you know, before we – ease off the gas here for a couple days. Let's let's go pedal to the metal. Um, let's put in a, a good shift here this afternoon. Yeah, without a doubt. And what you also have to guard against, thriving and surviving. Now, because the elements are a lot easier for you, and because you know tomorrow is going to be a light day, you mentally come in here today with that, and your guard is down. Sure. Your intense level isn't as high because you know, okay, if we had a bad practice yesterday, you really think he's going to say we had a bad practice today? Too? Two days come in on, a row? Man. He ain't going to say it, bro. We'd be all right. <laughs> But that's not how it works. Coach Tama, he will call that out. And just because the temperature is nicer today, you still have to come out here with that same mentality that, man, I am here to work. Because if you allow these variables, that's what we were talking about, the variables, right? Oh, sure. Control what you sure. control. And you can't allow it to affect you negatively or positively because, okay, right now at 114, the weather is nice. But we know this is Pittsburgh. At 2.30, it could be out here and be 20 degrees hotter. That's also true. An, hour, <laughs> an hour from now, it could be, it could be, we could be burning up. You're yeah. absolutely correct. So if you allow the elements to dictate your level of intensity, to dictate your level of enthusiasm as it pertains to practicing, well, then you're, you're going to have a mixed bag when Coach Tomlin looks at this film after today. And when you're talking about pr uh, the preseason progressing, we started talking about what we like to call the moving portion of, of preseason. Uh, that's where we're at right now. The moving huh? portion. Absolutely. Cuts are coming soon. Yeah, cuts are coming soon. But more so, if you want to get a roster spot, if you want to get a starting spot, these next two games, you better position you yourself. Yeah. You don't, yeah, this isn't one of those, oh, just wait till week one to it, make a move. No, it's no. It's like in golf, right? They right. Golf, of major golf tournaments or golf tournaments in general, they always call Saturday moving day. Yeah, absolutely, It's because, like, man. if you're going to show up on Sunday and win the tournament, you better put yourself in position yeah. to do so on Saturday. You, you will not be in position to, to win a starting spot, to win a roster spot if you don't take care of business these next two games, yep. man. So that's the other urgency that they need to start understanding, that they need to start filling just so they can know, okay, the mistakes that I might have made in week in that first week of uh, training camp, nah, I can't be making those anymore. Yeah. I, I wonder, too, um, for the guys, because you mentioned this, it's not like everybody out here yesterday was bad. It's not mm -hmm. like everybody was below the line. In fact, I'm sure when Mike Tomlin was doing that film session, he probably pointed out a couple guys, a couple instances where this is how we want to see things done. Correct, yep. This is what we're looking for. Mozi, can it be difficult when you're that person who receives the praise to come back out and replicate that the next day, like if that makes sense, is it is it easy if coaches knocking a lot of people down a peg? You're one of the few that he's speaking positively on to kind of come back out the next day and leave that performance behind you and, and try and put in a, a, a another good one, or is it um, is it maybe the opposite? Is it right. easier? Like I, I want to go out there and, and, and stack on on top of that. Yeah, um, 
I really feel like it depends on the person, right? If you're a younger guy, a guy who doesn't have as much confidence, right, because you haven't had a ton of positive players out there, case in point, Justin Lane, not saying that this happened to him or not, but just for example, right, he hasn't had a ton of positive plays, right? He hasn't had a ton of praise just in general. So, for example, a guy like him, say you come out here and Coach Tomlin highlights you out of everyone else, says, mm -hmm. hey, man, you played really well today. We like what we saw from you. Keep it up. Well, as a younger player, and that's your first time getting praise like that, you could come out here and be feeling yourself sure, like, sure. hey, man, Coach said I did good yesterday, man. So Puffing I don't care which one. But, but then it makes you relax a little bit, right? Yeah. You find that comfort because of that praise, because of him highlighting your performance. But in football, it's day-to-day. Just because you had a good practice yesterday, you have to come back out here today and do it again. Right. When you come out there on Thursday, you have to do it again. And for Justin, just because we're using him for this example, that would be, you know, something that we would need to see. Can he sure. handle that praise? Sure. Because not everybody can handle praise. I used to tell my wife all the time, look, don't praise me too much. I can't handle it. I it's gonna go to my head. It is really it's like, gonna go to my head. Learning how to don't, take, don't tell me. learning how to take a compliment is very difficult. It is, honestly. Man. And you wanna remain humble with it, but it's different at times. Now, if you're talking about a guy like Joe Hayden, for example. Joe's a vet. Joe's been doing this for a decade now, right? Joe, he's not going to come out here because he got praised last night. He probably never gets too high or right. too low. And, and that's the thing. When you play this game long enough, man, you understand that concept. That was something that I understand early on, just with the veterans that I had around me, where you learned that, man, they will praise you today, but if you come out here and play bad, they will be the same ones tearing you down, yep. all right? And yep. then the same ones tearing you down. If you come out here and play well again, they'll be the same ones praising you again. So the biggest thing is don't allow people to dictate – your preparation don't let them make you feel too high or too low and that's why we always say you want to be you want guys that are obsessed with the process yes not obsessed with the praise correct because the praise is going to come correct but as quick as that praise come if you're not doing the little things monday through saturday that praise is going to be gone you will never get that back man so you want guys that are addicted to the process of being a great player man i love it i love it we got a process yeah. guy coming up with us next mozi yes we do it Good friend of the show. In fact, one of our only friends of the show That's because right. we don't do a lot of new friends. Baby Brian Batco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will be joining us next. But for the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise from official sideline gear and authentic memorabilia to our extensive selection of jerseys and terrible towels, visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores located at Hinesville, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can just simply visit us online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. This is Moson Euler on SNR. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit from SNR. Moson Euler back on SNR. Beautiful Hinesville, another training camp practice for your Pittsburgh Steelers, and we are joined by a good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. What is up, the Batman? Not much. I'm just a little bit starstruck after what I walked into coming down here. I mean, I'll give a shout-out to Richard. He didn't ask for my autograph, but uh, he had you two just now sign his yeah, terrible no, no, no. cow. He, 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 so. he asked Wes for the autograph. I was Wes's plus one. <laughs> You know Wes what? It's was like, you know what? I'm signing. I guess I'll let you sign so it's not awkward. You know, it's funny, <laughs> fellas. Uh, she listens sometimes. I know she's not listening all the time. It depends on what her workday looks like. 
But my wife doesn't believe that out in Latrobe in 2019, somebody asked me for my autograph. She's always like, you've never signed a terrible towel. Morgan, you've never she signed a believe it. She doesn't believe me. Come she's like, on, you're, she's like, you're lying. You're lying. We Even though a picture of that. literally Dale Lawley has the pictures, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. She doesn't believe it. But now I hope she's listening because, I mean, back You just continue to build up the clout, the cachet. Yeah, man. Next time they're back in Latrobe, hopefully for 2022 training camp, we don't know what you're going to be signing. You might be signing some body parts. You might be signing sure some baby's foreheads by this point it, like it, I'm Ricky Bobby, baby. It escalates really quickly, man. It escalates really quick. But, Brian, man, we got a chance to hear from uh, Coach Tomlin, not just yesterday. Tomlin Tuesday. But, but even today, man, I mean, back-to-back -back talk itch. I mean, you, you know, we, we never get this lucky here. But one of the things that uh, popped up, man, in terms of him just talking about who will be participating in, or more importantly, Najee Harris' participation going forward in his preseason and him deciding not to limit his participation. What were your thoughts on that? At least that's what he's saying because yeah. um, uh, that also kind of uh, is similar to his answer on uh, something else I asked him earlier in the presser about you know, your, your quarterback plan. I mean, what, what if a guy like Mason Rudolph starts to get in a groove or uh, I guess more to the point if someone like Dwayne Haskins starts to get in a groove, do you still take him out there? based on the script or do you leave him in there and, and see if he if he plays better with a few more possessions mm -hmm. Tomlin said they have a hardcore plan but they're always gonna be light on their feet I think it could go the same way with Najee Harris I mean if he rips off a 50-yard touchdown run <laughs> against the, the the birds in the first quarter or something maybe you just put him on ice the rest of the time but I thought it was interesting that uh you know the way I asked it specifically was have you seen enough from him mm -hmm. to scale yeah. back the touches and snaps and I even used the Tomlin word, in effort for preservation. Ooh. And Tomlin just, he, he one-worded me. He said no. Ooh. So, I mean, hey. That's rough. I, I don't know if you take him at his word for that on Najee Harris or if you think uh, or if you think he, he knows what he's got in the first-round pick and he's, he's going he's gonna to keep him under wraps, if not Thursday night, then for preseason games three and four. Hmm. That's certainly something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Mason Rudolph, we heard, going to get the start as well, too. Do you expect them it, – one of the things that Moats and I discussed uh, after that, that preseason opener against the Cowboys was how it felt like – you know, it was really easy to say, um, oh, man, I thought, I thought Dwayne Haskins looked really good on Thursday in that first game. But we also thought that you could tell they were asking Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs to do a little bit more than they were asking Dwayne Haskins to do. You think those training wheels start to come off this week, or is it maybe still a little little too early for that in their eyes? I thought I started to see that on, I think it was Saturday up here. I, I thought Dwayne Haskins was letting the ball fly a little bit more in practice, taking some more shots downfield. I, I mean, I asked Tomlin about that. He said it was just, what, it was just about what the defense was giving him. Uh, Matt Canada had a better insight on that, saying that you know, acknowledging that Mike Tomlin was kind of – giving Dwayne the business a little bit, calling yeah. him check down early in camp. <laughs> I don't know if there was a Charlie attached to that. But, uh, but, but T and his motivation. But, yeah, I was going to say, but Matt Canada <laughs> kind of added a layer to that saying a lot of guys, or some guys at least, if you get on them in that way, well, now they're going to start doing dumb stuff, right? They're going to start, you know, forcing throws, yeah. trying to get rid of that check down moniker and, and maybe, not, uh, maybe not making the right read when you do that. But he said he hasn't seen Dwayne Haskins take those kind of chances uh, just to get Tomlin off his back. So uh, it's an interesting little dosey -si do that, that's going on right now with the the guy who's trying to reclaim his NFL career. Yes. And yeah, I mean, uh, you you hope selfishly from our standpoint, just watching the games that the quarterback plays a little bit more interesting or intriguing than it was in the Hall of Fame game, where there <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of 
it's a bit chances vanilla. to be taken, yeah. except for that one uh, that one deep shot from Rudolph to Chase Claypool that uh, that nearly got him a dislocated shoulder. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette joining us right now. Sticking with the quarterbacks, though. What do you make of Coach Tomlin go ahead and saying that Mason will be starting this second game right now compared to a Dwayne Haskins? I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I think, you know, he said a little bit later in his presser that he didn't want to say too much about T.J. Watt's situation right now so as to not add to the brush fire. Ah. I think Mike Tomlin understands that there would also be a brush fire, if you will. Uh, I'd call that a, a sudden, wildfire. If yeah. all of a sudden Dwayne Haskins is starting game two at quarterback in the preseason. Now that, that might change when you get to – three maybe Ben starts and does a token series but now how do you feel about that though in terms of him more so if that is the case and make the decision to go Haskins to ultimately keep the media from going at Mason is that was necessarily best for the team though I don't mind it because I think you know a lot of that evaluation process is playing out right here behind yeah. us at practice every day in, in training camp at Heinz Field. Now, you do weight it a little bit differently when the right. lights are on versus, uh, you know, right here. Matt Canada uh, noted that on Saturday. So uh, I think, you know, it's it's still going to be interesting to see these guys jockey for position. I mean, yeah. if Thursday night, if, if Mason's two for nine uh, and throws two picks and then Dwayne Haskins comes in and, and is lighting up the, the backups or the third string Eagles defense, as Mike Tomlin put it early in camp, and I, I think this was maybe his best quote so far of 2021, if enough guys make play, if you make enough plays out here, we're going to believe you. So at some point, you got to start applying that to the QB room too. Uh, but whether it's Haskins, whether it's Josh Dobbs, who don't forget about him, uh, they, they've got to also put that pressure on yeah. Mason Rudolph as we continue through here. Well, I was because oh, you, you brought up Dobbs. I, 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 was gonna, I figured you wanted to go, yeah, go, go ahead. Up Dobbs, go I was ahead. like, go well, we've been seeing Dobbs, and he's had some impressive practices out here. Yeah. Is he still viewed as not in this conversation at all? I, I, I'm still, yeah, I, I don't think so. Just based <sighs> on the reps, I mean, I yeah. got to see him get more reps, get more. I mean, because based on what Coach T has said, based on what we're all agreeing upon, right? If you make enough plays, we do notice that. Yeah, he has been making he's plays. He's been noticeable. Yeah, man. but he's, been he's, making plays, he's also had what four years to do that here, yeah. and he's been cast aside once or twice, brought <sighs> back once or twice. Um, you know, it, it'd be great for everybody yeah. if if all of a sudden Josh Dobbs is, you don't want to say figuring it out because, right. I mean, he to a certain extent he is what he is. He's a right. little bit limited in terms of the size and, and arm talent. But uh, if he is taking a step forward, which you very well still can do in year five, that yeah. uh, not only does that maybe make him attractive to other teams, sure. uh, he's, he's already been traded by the Steelers once for <laughs> a late-round pick. But, that. <laughs> but it makes you feel better about your quarterback depth, whether it's on the 53 or right. on the practice squad. So uh, still much to play for for him, but I, I don't – I still don't get the sense that he's getting the same long look as the other two. Because the reason right I had, now. and I feel like I, I'm asking like all the questions. The no, biggest reason good, though was good, because most hosts do that. Well, Wes is a star now. I mean, you, you he thinks know? he's big time because he's audi signing autographs. I'm for still people. in the afterglow. He's kicking over his here. feet up, but <laughs> pretty soon he's gonna walk over there and just like get a slice of pizza well, from you, Franco's. I don't know if you uh, noticed this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna park in the players' lot next Listen, time. Next time we come down. I here. thought the security lady was coming over to kick me out. No, she was coming to feed Wes pretzels. What? She was feeding him pretzels Soft by pretzels hand. are hard. Hard pretzels. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Mr. Backo, don't don't believe everything. I can't make this up, man. I can't make this up over here, man. Some of us are just more big time than others. But going back to the Dobbs conversation and ultimately round, you know, roundabout way, but how we get here is this. We know the speculation was around Mason in terms of would it be any trade value with him, right? Or would you consider trading him? So with Dobbs 
continuing to stack good days and good days along with a Haskins and how we're viewing him, does that add to potentially a narrative where Mason could be traded? Yeah, I, I think it actually does. Uh, because that's kind of like what I was looking at, just no, yeah, we're, how we're this all, thing is going, We're on right? the same page. I was thinking about yeah. this the other day, internalizing it before I give <laughs> any takes about it. <laughs> I think the, the quarterback, other than Ben, obviously, least likely to be trade bait on this team is actually Haskins yeah. because the guy was just out there on the street eight months ago. And plenty I, of people had a chance yes, to get him. Everybody no had cost. a chance. Nobody yeah. really wanted him except for the Steelers eventually saying, well, mm -hmm. we'll bring you in and see what you've got. Uh, I think the second most likely would probably be Mason because, you know, you, you did sign him for that extra year. If somebody wanted to acquire him, mm -hmm. they would at least have 2022 under contract for him as well. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, everybody has the same film from 2019 as we do. Uh, maybe they're not sure what to make of him. And, and plus the price would be higher, you would think. Right. So that to me says that Dobbs would be the most likely uh, to, to fetch someone's eye here in the preseason. You know, he's got the wheels. He's And we're, we're cut off a little bit by the scoreboard here but with, with a weather <laughs> warning. But um, that, Not weather. That, that's lightning, baby. That, yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah, that's not good. But uh, no. to, to finish my thought, I mean, uh, same deal. I mean, Dobbs, everybody had a chance at him uh, in the early yeah. stage of, yeah, of free agency this year. Yeah. But uh, I think if he can, you know, ball out, and whether it's game two, three, or four, um, you, maybe you only get a seventh-round pick for him, but if he's going to be on the practice squad, you take it, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Here, here's an abstract kind of question. May, Motes, maybe with your institutional knowledge uh -oh. Uh -oh. of the game uh -oh. of preseason, uh -oh. does, does a team ever do this, or, or should they ever consider doing this, especially a team like in the Steelers situation mm -hmm. right now, why not let Mason start and play a whole preseason game? Mm -hmm. Then let Haskins start <laughs> and play a whole preseason game. And then let Dobbs start and play a whole yes. preseason game. Why does – why does that? Why is that never the way that these competitions it's a good play? Question. I, you, you're absolutely right. Don't you want to see how a guy fares from quarter one yes, to quarter well, four? I know you're seeing different people on defense. Well, it's not and, the same as a real this, game. Though, I think about this: Mason working with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool compared to Haskins working with whichever group he's going to be Cheddar with, Bob. right? And then you have Rico Bussy with Dobbs. It's like. Even if these quarterbacks are playing well, the evaluation still doesn't feel the Not same. Not to mention the line. Right. Like, that's the part for me where I take that same approach as you. I would love to see those guys just say, hey, look, we're going to commit to Mason this game. This is his. He's going to get this full first half to perform. Next game, we're going to go with Haskins. He's going to get his full chance to perform. When you have the luxury of having Ben Roethlisberger, you kind of can do these type of things. But, yeah, you're right. I don't understand why teams don't do that because everywhere I've been, it's been like this. Right, yeah, you break it up. You get a quarter, you right. get a quarter, you get a quarter. You get a quarter, you get a quarter, you get a half. It's mm -hmm. like – how are you going to evaluate these guys to the same extent like Especially that? Especially if there's a quarterback out there who maybe takes a couple series to get in rhythm or, or a couple possessions Which to read the defense. Which is easy. As a player, you need a rhythm. Sometimes you need a couple series to get out there and just get the jitters out. Yeah. You and know, in the regular get, season, if you're a quarterback and you take too many series to get in a rhythm, you know, you're going to be sitting on the bench and it's mm -hmm. not going to go well for you. So I get that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when guys are getting jerked out in preseason settings and thrown back in there, uh, it's got to be a little tricky to evaluate. Yes, it is. As we have got some ominous clouds yeah. rolling in here. Hey, this over is going to be field, fellas. This is going to be tricky. Players are leaving navigate. the field. You know why? <laughs> That's lightning warning, baby. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't down to get struck. Oh, baby. Oh, player. Good thing Wolf. <laughs> good thing Wolf isn't here. He'd be. He'd be sounding the alarm right now. Oh, trust me. He ain't we are underneath one. a giant metal tank. <laughs> exactly. Right uh, well, all right. Before we all get uh, thunderstruck here, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's typical Arthur Motes. Mr. Backo, that he just wants to talk about the quarterbacks. I mean, he wants to talk about the prom kings. That's all Mozi. Glory, glory boy. That's all Mozi mm -hmm. ever wants to talk about is 
quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I tell them all the time, you know, there's other position groups there's out there guards, on the field. There's left guards, there's right, right guards. No one cares about uh, those guys, and, man. And speaking of guards, that's where I wanted mm-hmm. to go uh, as we as we wrap up this interview here, Mr. Batko. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on everything, the, the Kevin Dotson story that seems like it's been the most prevalent here around the Steelers over the last few days. Is it just as simple as eh, maybe a – a loss in translation there where Dotson was dealing with an injury. That's part of the reason why he's been working back back slow. That's certainly what he seemed to insinuate on his Twitter account after those comments from Mike Tomlin. Uh, where are you coming down and, and parsing through this whole thing? I don't think it's that simple, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been in countless Mike Tomlin press conferences over the last three years covering this team. And if he wants to give you a one-word answer or simply say, this guy hasn't practiced, he has no problem doing that. He has no problem when you Very ask true, about Kevin man. Dotson getting first-team reps. Mike Tomlin has no problem with saying, well, he hasn't practiced, so we'll see what he does. But that's not what he did. Mm-hmm. He took a little different approach and he seemed to make it a little bit more of a motivational tech. And he was, like I said, very direct in his approach as well, man. Not yep. a lot of ha-ha, funny-funny going on with that tone. But, Brian Backo, man, it's always fun when you join us, man. Yes. So, we look forward to doing this again, hopefully with you next week, as long as you oh, don't yeah. get struck by lightning or we don't get struck because it is about to come yep, down right now. I'm about right to hightail now. it back up to the press box, and then uh, who knows <laughs> yeah. where we're going from there. So, so. with Thanks, that being buddy. said, we are going to break right now. <laughs> this is Moats and Euler on SNR.